0: Welcome to the all-new Marvelicious Toys Podcast, hosted by The Astonishing Arnie, The Mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more.
1: Marvelicious Toys, year-end review for Marvel Legends. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie.
3: And this is Justin.
2: And we're a little late with our year-end review, but we thought we'd do something different. You know, normally we have just kind of a general conversation where we talk about what we bought, what we liked. But this past year, there have been so many Marvel Legends figures, we thought maybe we should just kind of focus this and look at just... What were the best legends of 2019?
3: We're not late, though. I mean, a lot of these places like to do these year-end reviews, but then there's still a couple weeks left in the year. It's like, come on, we're giving the whole year a chance to finish up before we look back on it. That's true, although it was like December 30th when
2: I got my Fantastic Four wave of legends, but that's technically a 2020
3: wave. Yeah, Hasbro considers it a 2020, so we will too.
2: So our first category is best comic-based figure. And this can run the gamut, but just in based on comics. And Justin, you start us off. What was your favorite?
3: Well, you know, one thing that I think always draws all of us to Marvel Legends is the fact that they pay a lot of attention to everything that, as far as source material goes. If it's from the comics, that's open game. If it's from the movies, that's open game. So right there, that makes it a special line. So starting out of the gate with comic-based stuff, you know, there's a lot of stuff to look at this year. I mean, they did some really, really cool figures. I mean, just think about all the different Spider-Man stuff that came out this year. There's a bunch of stuff to think about. I looked at those waves. I looked at, you know, like the Hercules wave. That was kind of cool. I don't know, man. Like, this was a hard choice. I mean, we saw a new Jubilee. We saw all this cool stuff. But at the end of the day, I came down on thinking that Beast is my favorite of the of the year. Just because it's, we've been needing a good comic-based Beast for a long time. He hasn't been updated since, I think, Toy Biz days. So this was a long-needed figure in the assortment. And I think they did a great job with it. It's, it's an all-new sculpt. Like, it's not reusing parts. And the only thing that I would wish that would have made this figure better is, like, an alternative head. Like, maybe a growling face and then just more of a subdued face. But overall, I really dig it. I think Beast was a great figure to put out this year.
2: Oh yeah, this one, I always loved the paint job with the black and the blue. I agree with you. You know, I'd almost like a smiling face because it seems like they paid a lot of homage to the old cartoon series with some of the X-Men figures and some of the alternate pieces, and the smiling beast would just remind me of when he was sitting around quoting ironic quotes and things, so I see what you mean about the alternate head. Never rule that out as an exclusive down the line, but... No, I think that's a great pick. I did love the alternate hands it came with and things. A lot of posability on that one. Marjorie, what about you? What wh-
1: You gave me crap for this because you said, oh, everyone hates that figure. I liked it because it was. I think it's kind of thinking outside the box for Hasbro. I like the cannonball figure because he has no legs and he's just got this big flaming, I don't know what it is. I guess it's his propulsion. He ate Taco Bell, whatever. <laughs> but I think it looks cool. <laughs> I mean, they went outside of their comfort zone with something like this. I don't think we have another figure like this.
3: I think it's cool, too. I I, I do like the idea of what they're doing here. It's a a cool accessory. But I do understand a lot of people's complaint that it's like that should be just an alternate. You know, he should have come with legs and that, you know. But all in all, you're only going to display him one way. And I think with the cool flame base, I think it's a cool figure.
2: Yeah, I think it's really neat.
3: And Hasbro did do a
2: cannonball with legs way back when in a two-pack with Domino. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. And I think the Hasbro guys would agree with you, Marjorie, because at San Diego Comic-Con, they're like, yeah, we know he has no legs. It's not news to us. And I don't think they expected the gripe. But I agree with you. I do love the translucent flame effect. I mean, it's... It's not worth the crap it's been given, that is for sure.
1: No, not at all, but I I think it looks really cool, and it's fun because it's different.
2: Certainly, it stands well. Yes. (laughs) Now, for me, I looked through this year, and really, I thought this year was a great MCU year, you know? We started off with that second wave of Black Panther, and then before we knew it, we got Captain Marvel, and then we had an Endgame wave with Ronin and Thanos, and then we got the Spider-Man Far From Home wave, and then some more Endgame figures, and then the Bro Thor wave was almost all Endgame figures. So it's like, there have been so many MCU figures this year, when I look at the comic-based ones, it was hard for me to pick something that really stood out, you know, because... Night Thrasher, and Living Laser, and Citizen V, and none of those really clicked my button. But it came down to two in the end. Between Doppelganger, from that Far From Home wave, it was a runner-up, but the joints in the chest didn't quite work for me, so the winner's a different Spider-Man villain who's Red, Red Goblin. Nice.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, there were so many Spider-Man things this year that it was hard to even pick just one, but... You know, I think this is a this is a cool entry here. It's hard to remember at this point of the year that that was a somewhat hard to find figure. If you did find that wave at the store, that one was always gone first.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just loved the yellow eyes and the yellow mouth and the fact that it's a newer character. You know, there's just something about having a new character and that he's got the carnage tendrils coming off of him and things. I I really liked the look and everything of that figure. You know, that
3: might even be my favorite wave of the year. Nice. And before we get out of the comic realm, I do want to just mention that, like, it wasn't even my runner-up, but I can't go forward without mentioning that we got a really awesome Beta Ray Bill this year. That Beta Ray Bill, they knocked it out of the park with the articulated jaw and the awesome paint apps on it. I I think that's the definitive Beta Ray Bill, and they don't really need to, like, go back to the drawing board on that one for a long time because they nailed it.
1: And I forgot all about Beta Ray Bill. Seriously, I love Beta Ray Bill because it's effing ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I, that was a great Beta Ray Bill. I remember seeing him last year at New York Comic Con, and yeah, he just got lost in the shuffle. He was in that Hulk wave, and yeah, he, he is a great figure, you're right. I mean, that is another one that I also should have given a little more consideration to. But moving off from comics, like I said, there were a lot of movie-based figures this year, and so many of them were good. But there was one that I saw when I saw it at San Diego. It blew me away, and it has remained my favorite figure from the MCU, even though it has, what, five seconds of screen time, maybe? But that's (laughs) Rhodey's... War Machine, Iron Patriot armor from the end of Endgame. I just think that's a fun figure. He's got a lot of accessories, tons of weaponry. It's a big figure. I thought it was a -a Build-A-Figure. I couldn't believe that they were able to fit that in a package.
3: Oh, yeah. And, you know, when we first saw it and, you know, we were looking at it, I was under the impression that it was just a repaint of the War Machine that they released earlier in the year in the classic black and silver, but it's not. It's got a lot of new sculpting in it, so it's I would consider it a brand new figure and an awesome upgrade to the one that we got just earlier this year.
2: Yeah, I think this one's far chunkier in the chest in order to handle all the accessories and things. I don't know when Rhodey had time in the midst of all that to go get a new set of armor, but... (laughs)
1: it's a badass suit factory production time was a little bit slower because they're only half the
2: orders (laughs) i don't know why he didn't wear it earlier but you know at the end of a movie they always got to pull out a new iron suit and this one i love
1: uh it's money 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 money
2: marjorie what about you what is your favorite mcu figure
1: it should be no surprise, I did pick, pick the worthy Captain America, the Walmart exclusive, and I put it here in the best movie-based figure because they tricked us. They hid the hammer and they got me when mine came in from Walmart and I thought that I, I had a switcheroo in my package and I got the wrong one. So kudos to Hasbro for that. See, I think Hasbro had a really good year with Legends this year. But plus, it's an awesome <laughs> figure. I mean, they hid it from us. It was still the part in the movie where I screamed really loudly. I probably embarrassed Arnie every single time we saw that in the theater because I got super excited when he got the hammer. And I just think it's a great figure. It's
3: it's awesome. I'm of two minds with this figure. Like, I understand that, you know, they had to hide the fact that Cap could hold Mjolnir. But if I was on the design team at Hasbro and I was working on this figure, I would at least put in, if not two shields. We get this shield every time we get Cap. We should have got the broken version of the shield here. It would be more movie accurate at this point in the the movie, and it would save me from having to cut up a shield on my desk here to make it look more like it did in the film.
1: Okay, but they couldn't do that necessarily because they probably wouldn't be able to ha- hide the hammer.
2: But what what I think Justin's saying, and I agree, is movie accuracy should trump a surprise in the package.
1: Don't. Write- parade <laughs> but okay so here here's the thing though um there are a number of people selling the movie accurate cut shields on ebay some customizers and they're relatively affordably priced justin you could also take an exacto knife and maybe i don't know when you use uh, jigsaw with that i don't know
3: dremel or something yeah yeah i mean you can easily (laughs) do
1: that but there are people who are doing it so if you didn't want to go through all the work yourself you could do it i get
2: what you're saying i did buy one of those sets off ebay because it came with a broken shield and a spinning hammer that was you know remember that old diamond select that had the spinning hammer thor it's a big disc with the hammer like it's spinning they did one of those in this scale and you could buy them i think both for 25 dollars Nice.
3: That's not bad. And it's worth mentioning that this came with a really great Chris Evans likeness, too, as well as with the alternate head. It did. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was hard to find, a very difficult to find figure for much of the year. I think a lot of people agree with Marjorie that it was one of the best because everybody kept buying them, unless you're one of those freaks who lived in a place where they were had like 80 of them for $6 a piece, in which case I'm jealous of you.
1: (laughs) Hey, I can get all the Snokes you want for like two bucks from the Star Wars
3: series. (laughs) Like both of you mentioned, this year was just filled with MCU choices, you know, and this one was hard for me to actually pick. So I like, you know, I, I wanted to go with Ebony Maw because that was a really great figure. And I really liked the armored Thanos. And I thought that Ronin was cool. And those all came from the same damn wave, you know. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> you know, I was like, I need to move out of that wave a little bit. I really enjoyed a lot of the Black Panther figures that came out this year. They were nice and unique. But at the end of the day, I wanted to grab something that was unique. And you could tell a lot of love and attention went into it. So my favorite MCU figure of the year is Valkyrie in her armor.
1: Ooh, that was an awesome figure.
3: Isn't it? Like they nailed the likeness. And there's just, if you have that figure, appreciate all the detail and the sculpting that went on there. There's so many textures and just so much little, little compartments and all the armor and stuff. And it was one of those figures that I thought we would never see. I mean, they showed her in the armor slightly in Ragnarok. And then she finally put it on. At the end of Ragnarok, and then she was in it fully in Avengers Endgame. But it's one of those that, you know, they could have very easily just not ever done it and nobody would have complained. But the fact that they did it, I think, kind of puts it over the top for me.
2: Truthfully, I think that that Bro Thor wave was a chance for them to go back and hit a lot of characters because everybody was basically at the end of end game. So they could do a lot of them that they hadn't gotten to before with Vision, Heimdall,
3: Valkyrie, and they did them all really well. It's a, it's a strong wave. Really is. Heimdall was up there for me too, but at the end of the day, it's, he's not armored up. It's the version of Heimdall where he's sneaking around Asgard, you know, where he's kind of more incognito, but it's still a great figure. Just, Not the Heimdall that I would have chosen for. I hear ya. And then we did a
2: show last time where we talked about every Build-A-Figure that came out through 2019. A lot of them to choose from. Marjorie, you go first.
1: I thought that this one, again... I'm really rewarding Hasbro for stepping outside of their boundaries and their comfort zone with a lot of things that they've been making last year. I mean, we complain that oh, this one is the same buck as this one, or they use the legs for this one. And people complain about that. We could sometimes complain about that, that we don't get any new sculpts for different things. I picked Cheese Whiz Thor because when have we ever gotten a dad bod figure?
3: I can't think of one. Me neither. It's an awesome figure. And I got to say, it's high up on my list, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something... A lot of people were mad because they made it to build a figure, but I think because of the tooling and the size of the figure and what had to go into it to make it, plus, again, had to hide it because it was kind of a spoiler, I guess, because they hid it in the trailer from
2: us. Yeah, but by the time this wave came out at the end of the year, they had him on the back of the box.
1: Yeah, but I I think it's really cool. They did something neat. It's a great figure. It looks great. It's going to look great in a diorama, And, again, outside their comfort zone, and I I like when they do something different.
2: And I had to give this quite a bit of thought, because truthfully, when we did the show last time looking at every Build-A-Figure, my thought was this year was kind of lackluster, because I like it when we get a -a Build-A-Figure that feels massive. I like getting a Hulkbuster, I like getting an Apocalypse, and this year it's like, okay, well, we got Thor, and... We got M'Baku. When I look at the bigger ones, there's that Hulk that's not really from anything because they changed the movie. (laughs) And the Kree Sentry, he's a bigger figure, but doesn't do a lot for me. Molten Man, he was was okay. I really had trouble finding one that I loved, and it came down to M'Baku or this one. And, you know, when Marjorie's right, she's right. I'm going with bro Thor because it's just a very fun character. I don't know that it deserved to be a Build-A-Figure, but I also understand that if you just released a guy in a sweatsuit top and flannel pajama pants and a bathrobe, it might not sell that well alone. It might become a peg warmer, and doing it as a Build-A-Figure is a way to get it out there. And
3: so, he, yeah, I agree with Marjorie. That's my pick, too. Wow. We almost went three for three. You know, I mean, that that is a great Build-A-Figure and I'm really glad we got it. But for some reason, all those things you were just saying about how when you look at a Build-A-Figure, th- what you want is something bigger, something with new sculpting, something that feels like it wouldn't be a regular release. Well, those are the check boxes that I checked off as I was going down this line. And I landed on Kingpin. Because to me, he fills in all those spaces nicely. It's a bigger figure. I don't think he would fit in a regular box. Uh, Maybe he would, but he would take up most of the space in there. But it's a nice, substantial figure. And I think it's great that we get this, this type of guy in this line now. Because it's been a long time since we've seen Kingpin. And with this new modern Hasbro articulation and better sculpting, I think it far exceeds what Toy Biz did back in the day. So I'm really happy to have this Kingpin. And I think we'll see it again with different color suits and... I'm just happy to have it. But yeah, Brothor almost went three for three, because he was real close up there for me.
2: And Kingpin was actually my second choice that was not MCU. I love M'Baku just as a character, so I was glad to get him. But yeah, Kingpin was a great figure to the point that I ended up going to Dorkside Toys where I could get him loose and got two, because then I could use the alternate heads. Nice. Now, of course, this year was filled with exclusive figures, all those fan channel exclusives, which basically just means Walmart and Target won't carry it. I'm not sure how exclusive that (laughs) exclusive gets. You can either buy it online or at GameStop is what that means. <laughs> or a comic store that will order through Diamond. And sure. A lot of places. But, I mean, I end up getting them at Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store or GameStop or sometimes just all of them and forget that I bought them at other places. I'm strict. keep a checklist. <laughs> you
1: know... I- <laughs> For <laughs> a couple of years, GameStop was kind of this like "don't go unless you're really bored" kind of thing, and then all of a sudden they are like hitting hard and heavy with figures.
3: So, Justin, what was your favorite exclusive? Well, this sounds this is going to sound kind of lazy right at the top, but I have reasoning behind it. So, I went with the San Diego Comic Con 80th anniversary Big Hulk and. I know it seems lazy because it's like, well, yeah, that's a hard-to-get figure. It was at Comic-Con. It went on Hasbro Toy Shop or Hasbro Pulse, whatever it is, and it was gone in a blink. So, yeah, it's a well-sought-after figure. But the reason I like it is a couple reasons. It introduced this new, bigger vintage card thing, which I think is cool. Because we were wondering about that going into the show. It's like, how big is this card going to be if that's a big-sized Hulk? And unless you have it in hand, you really can't appreciate how big of a card this thing is on. So I dig that. <laughs> But I also like what it represents. It represents, you know, every time we get a new Hulk body, that means what they can do with it. And they've already done it. They've done a gray version of Hulk. They did a classic version of Hulk with the same body, a different head and given that shirt thing. And now all we need is the Red Hulk. So I like what it represents. I like that it's a nice exclusive on a big card. It's not necessarily my favorite version of this Hulk even. Like, I think I lean a little bit more towards the gray Hulk right now, but I do like that this was the kickoff to a brand new Hulk body. So that's that's my exclusive of the years, the San Diego Comic-Con Incredible Hulk.
2: It is really good, and I like it a lot. But it is the same mold
3: as the one from that Hulk, what was it, Wolverine two-pack? Yep, different heads. So what gave this the edge? It, it was the card, definitely. You know, the gray one came on the card too, but this one came first, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it. I guess what I'm voting on here is... This new Hulk body, you know, is, is my favorite thing of the year as far as, but since it is a San Diego exclusive and it's on that card, I, it's just the thing that seems the most substantial to me this year as an exclusive. Very cool. Marjorie, what about you?
1: Okay, so I had to think really hard and long about this because there, we have had a lot of exclusives. With No More Toys R Us, this is what, our first summer without Toys R Us? Yeah. Yeah. And Walmart and Target Well, they have figures, very spotty distribution kind of thing. And then I thought back to the really great few days that Arnie and I had when we were on the hunt for Danny Moonstar. And so I picked that as the exclusive, best exclusive, because we had so much fun. It was back like 10 years ago when we had to search for figures in the store and, you know we knew they were hitting, so we hit like, oh god, upwards of 30 Walgreens between Chicago and here. <laughs> and it was super fun! We went out, like, the last night we're out, it was raining, and it was a little bit warm, it was kind of unseasonably warm, and we are having a blast going to all the different Walgreens, and unfortunately, Walgreens is kind of like Target, where you can't leave without buying something. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I got a nice collection of lip gloss, and some chapsticks, and things like that, but... <laughs> We finally found all of them because, of course, you need multiple heads. You need multiples because of the multiple heads. So I gave this one the best exclusive for the experience of the
3: exclusive. I've got good news for you, Marjorie. You get to do that experience all over again because the cuckoos are showing up now. <laughs> oh, I, I'm aware
1: of that. I thought you were going to tell me that you went into like a Rite Aid and you saw 36 no. Danny Moonstars. because I, I posted because this is available at Big Bad Toy Store right now and it's reasonably priced. It's like twenty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. So it's not bad, honestly. And if you do their pile of loot, you can like, pile up your stuff and then ship it on demand and it's only $4 shipping.
2: You're just saying that because we got a stack of boxes as tall as you and I'm not exaggerating. No. It's literally as tall as her and it was $4. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, kind of a good, a good deal and that's nice it showed up there. I know a lot of people didn't see her. I talked to a few different people at Walgreens and, you know, they weren't, all getting necessarily, but one or two, depending on the size of the Walgreens. And I'll never forget the lady at the one in Chicago who kept calling her "Danny Mom Star," and <laughs> I'm always gonna call her that now. But for the experience, I give her the best exclusive, and that's why.
2: You know, I read a study that said the human mind doesn't remember pain; it remembers that you were in pain but it doesn't actually remember the experience of the pain. You could say, oh, that hurt so bad, but you just can't recall the hurt itself. And I think that's the case with this mom star yeah. because I don't think you were having that big a smile on your face and saying this is fun when we hit our 26th Walgreens in the Chicago area.
1: <laughs> that one was a bit rough because we'd been out late the night before. <laughs> and that one... Maybe a little bit rough to do but it was still fine because it's something we hadn't done and actually i was probably frustrated with you because you made the map you made was stupid
2: hold on in my defense i used an app
1: yeah and so like we were like billy from family circus going to all these different walgreens
3: leaving a little dotted line (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep, traverse all the way across, past three more Walgreens to get to one, go back to another one the other way.
2: That's not true, but... It is true, but that's okay. <laughs> the thing is, I agree, this is a great exclusive, and it came with the wolvesbane and Karma heads, but I saw so many people also taking one of the Magics and putting it on there, because Magic in her new mutant days wore the same outfit, and it worked so well, so really, yeah, I went for four of them. And I know when you posted to Facebook that they're now up at Big Bad Toy Store, not a sponsor, not doing a paid promotion, just talking about them. A lot of people were like, that's overpriced. Why not just go to Walgreens? They're everywhere. I have been to a dozen Walgreens looking for a Stepford Cuckoo. I haven't seen a single Moonstar. I'm, I'm, you now got me calling it Mom Star. I, know. <laughs> I haven't seen a single Danny Moonstar in there. And so, if you're lucky enough that you walk into a store and see a bunch of Moonstars, consider yourself lucky. But don't think everybody's living in the
3: Walgreens that you have. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a shared experience. I mean, I've been out looking at Walgreens lately too because of the cuckoos, and like I've, you know, I've been seeing more Emma Frost than I had previously. She's kind of maybe sticking around a little bit longer, but Danny Moonstars are long gone.
1: I haven't even seen Emma. I did see a new thing, not the old thing. And the new Sue Storm. And I think I saw one magic, maybe. But, that I mean, it's not, like, enough where I'd be like, oh, hit over here, you know, you can get them. It, these are few and far between.
2: If you need any
3: Medusas or infamous Ironmans, though.
1: Who needs a Namor? We got the hookup. <laughs> Namor's for everybody.
3: I was in one Walgreens. I, I kid you not, I should go back and take a picture. They had, like, 25 of those yellow Daredevil figures still. <laughs> It's like, just at this point, toss them in a bin, man. Like, I don't know what you're holding (laughs) on to them for.
1: So we have one Walgreens that's just outside of town in like one of those little cities that gloms on to the bigger cities. And they've got, for some reason, their legends are low jacked. You have to get a key to have them get a key to get them out for you. And that's what (laughs) they've got in there is a bunch of those damn daredevils. Like, who's (laughs) going to steal this figure? Nobody wants
2: it. And in that same store, they have a bunch of... The 2016 first waves, so you could almost consider it a 2015 figure, the
3: Captain America with the wolf head. Wow. That's 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 a blast from the past. That one, you might want to look that up on eBay. That's old enough that it might be worth something again.
2: <laughs> it's a cool figure, and I'm like, do I need another? I don't but need But you have another. to
1: get a key. You have to get the, an employee <laughs> to get one out.
2: So for me, the best exclusive, I just went with the one that brought me the most joy and also was a hard to get figure. Also caused a lot of trips to the store with fruitless results and going to Walmarts all over Illinois and other places. I'm going with that
3: worthy cap. Hey, second time on our list. And we, for all the reasons we talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, not to beat a dead horse, because it is a cool figure, and it was harder to find, definitely. What I'm saying is, is it is a re-release. I mean, this is like the third time that we've had this particular cap, and we have shields, and we have hammers. Like, what do you think it is that made this super special, as opposed to like, well, this is stuff we had laying around, let's pop it in a box and call it an exclusive.
2: First of all, just the outfit and the fact that it was so iconic from the movie and yeah i guess i could have kit bashed one together with accessories but the battle damage shield sure it's not broken but it was scuffed up and it just recreated that feeling for me so much when i opened it and then that what you want the figures to do is recapture that feeling of seeing the movie or reading
3: the comic yeah, that's that's fair. And beyond, I'm not trying to hold either of you guys' feet to the fire. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, overall, like the hype on this figure, you know, throughout the community was huge. You know, it was, it was hard to find. People were selling for 80 bucks a piece when they first came out. You know, oh, I know. The forums, people are going crazy over it. And I think I just part of me missed what the big deal was. Like, I, I wanted a couple of them and, you know, I would. I would have happily gone out of my way and paid 30 bucks for one, but I didn't understand the level of hype, I guess.
2: Yeah. I, I also think it's just this year. I mean, it was the final adventure for two, I would say three, but we got a Black Widow movie coming up. So two major Avengers final hurrahs. And, you know, I they didn't make a Iron Man about to snap his fingers figure.
1: I'm sorry. You know, Iron Man died and all. But this was Cap's movie.
2: Yeah. I kind of feel you, that you're right. I feel like Cap's finally saying Avengers Assemble really was the moment of the movie and here's a figure that represents that moment.
1: Yeah, I mean that I don't cry at movies, but this movie made me cry and it still does.
3: Yeah, but not I, I I'm into that too. Like what the what the figure represents is bigger than the figure itself. And and that's that's exactly what an actual figure should do. That's what got me into collecting was, you know, buy something that reminds you of the awesome time you had while sitting in that theater. Absolutely.
2: Now we broke out into a separate category, multi-figure packs. And man, there have been so many of these this year too. San Diego and regular releases, the Alpha Flight sets, lot to choose from. Marjorie, you're up.
1: All right. So I picked this because I really like the characters in this and i really like the new spider-man movies and i like the dynamic and i am thrilled that they put zendaya in this because i like what it represents for marvel i mean we're not getting a scantily clad mary jane we're getting zendaya who's a pretty great actress and is probably gonna go on to do great things and you've got spider-man in his blazer from the academic team when he was at the washington monument I I think it's cool. I, I like what they've done here, and I like that we got the different MJ versus the standard one that we've always gotten.
2: I wanted to hate Zendaya. She's from the Disney Channel. She goes by one name. She just felt too millennial cool for me, and I felt old and stodgy. But she won me over in both those films. She's really good in them, and she's good in other stuff I've seen her in. And yeah, with the alternate head here and the accessories, it is more of a homecoming pack than a far-from-home pack, but it was
3: a good pack to get. Yeah, I was really I was really surprised to see this on here, and I'm glad it is, because it's something I think really deserves recognition. I mean, we get so many Spider-Man figures, and, you know... With him having this look in the movie, that was iconic right away. I mean, it was on the poster with him laying back with his headphones on, the bright yellow blazer, and then for them to be brave enough to make the two-pack Spider-Man and MJ in just casual clothes, I think is awesome. I think it's a great pack, and I was surprised to see how many of them went on clearance. Maybe it was just timing, because it was like, they came out, and there's like a few on the shelves, they went away, and then I think they might have overshipped them, because I remember seeing these for like, you know, 20 bucks on clearance at Target at the beginning of the year.
2: Yeah, it was a Target exclusive set. And kind of that's the way Target does it is if it hasn't sold by Christmas Day, mark them down, get them out. And
1: yeah, Target runs a pretty rigid cycle of markdowns, except with Star Wars toys. (laughs) Sometimes the Marvel they don't always, but they seem to do the special ones like this more often than they do the regular single figures.
2: Yeah, and I agree. I like having the regular clad Zendaya here, and you know, I would love it if they do a Ned figure too. You know, I love
3: Ned. (laughs) Ned in a chair.
1: You know, I yeah i really thought this new spider-man was gonna be a little bit you know i'm older i'm over 40. i thought this wasn't gonna be for me but i loved what they did with these characters and i'm super happy that they're putting them in this kind of figures
2: set for me it was not a very hard choice there were some great multi-figure packs this year that colossus juggernaut set the hulk wolverine set i mean there were some i think most of my favorite figures came out of multi-packs this year But none grabbed me like that X-Men 3 pack.
1: (laughs) That hits you in your sweet spot, I think.
2: (laughs) It did. I mean, there were so many different heads in here. I bought three of these just because I wanted to be able to have all the different heads and the different expressions, both the comic-based and the cartoon-based Jean Greys, the sunglasses and visor, and then the... Battle damage, torn helmet, hair popping through Wolverine, all the accessories. This was just a loaded fun pack.
3: Yeah. And, you know, it, it's the chance to get that Jean Grey out there that everybody has been chomping at the bit to get because they missed it, you know, seven, eight years ago when it first came out. I, it, I mean, it's been a huge year for X-Men fans. I mean, comics alone, you know, this is. This has been a big year, and I'm sure a lot of these X-Men shelves have grown exponentially over the year because, I mean... Is that X hyphen ponentially? Yes, and that might be the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, forgetting about a few of the things, like we had the writer series, we had Professor X, you know, in a nice hover chair this year, too. You know, I mean, it's been a big year for X-Men. And this, this pack right here, I think, represents the best of all of them. And I think it's a great choice. I mean, it's a Wolverine that we've seen previously, but slightly different. And with all the different heads, like you said, it's a chance at getting Jean Grey again. And Cyclops has always been popular. And now it's Cyclops with his bomber jacket. So, yeah, great choice.
2: And don't forget the Havoc and Polaris 2-pack. Deadpool and Hitmonkey 2-pack, technically Mm X-Men. The Alpha Flight full of mutants. I almost feel like it was... The ink was not yet dry on the paper where Iger bought Fox and then Jesse Falconer was like, okay, you can do X-Men. And the guys at Hasbro were like, we got the files. We've designed all these. You said, no, we're doing them all and we're doing them this year.
3: <laughs> yeah, you almost wonder if behind the scenes there was like a double license fee. You know, it's was like we had to pay a license to Disney and a license to 20th century Fox to do X-Men stuff. So it's almost not worthwhile to do too many of them, but now it's only one license. No, that it was,
2: there was not a double license fee. It was a targeted attack to downplay Fox properties and think, Hey, we can just say in humans are the same thing as (laughs) X-Men and people will like that.
3: Yeah, that's probably more true than, than I care to believe, but it's neither here nor there now. Right. It's all under the same house and mouse. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and so, Justin, what about you? What's your best multi-figure? Uh, like like both of you said, there's been so many so hard to choose, but I landed where my heart is, and that's Korg. I think Korg is my favorite new character in the MCU that's been introduced over these last <laughs> couple years, and it's just so awesome to see him get made in plastic finally. Another day, another Doug. <laughs> 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 oh, dog's not dead. All right. <laughs> Thought he was dead. No, meek. <laughs> no, meek. Well, and that's what I was going to say. So, you know, knowing what we know now, I think this pack was great because it was, you know, the Grandmaster and Korg, two great figures. We get a Jeff Goldblum figure. And then Comic-Con comes along and kind of takes a little bit of the specialness of this, this Jeff Goldblum figure away by re-releasing him with the Collector in a two-pack. So if we had that knowledge... I would almost rather had this two-pack be Korg and Meek in his, you know, little robotic getup. That would have been a perfect mm-hmm. two-pack. But as it is, I'm judging it what it is when it came out at the time. The Jeff Goldblum Grandmaster figure is awesome. And Korg is beyond any expectation I could have when they sculpted this figure. So, yeah, I look at it. I, I found a couple on clearance. I bought a couple more, hoping maybe I could get a Hawaiian shirt to, to customize onto him at some point. <laughs> go with Brothor. Thor. I just I love it. It's my it's my favorite pack of the year for sure. You know, can I change my favorite MCU figure to Korg?
2: Because you're <laughs> right. I love Korg. I loved Korg so much in Ragnarok, and then when he came back in Endgame with Noobmaster sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's, and Taika Waititi doing the voice just does it so well. And he's he's the perfect bit player in the MCU. And this pack. You know, Jeff Goldblum did Wizard World this year, and I got his autograph, and I came so close to getting one of these packs signed by him, too, because it's just such a great grandmaster figure, and that they made a grandmaster figure. I mean, he basically just stood around and tapped somebody with that pole once, but he just did a lot of talking. He's almost on the Zendaya level, right? He didn't have (laughs) the action scenes that they usually focus on with movie characters, but... Yeah, to get him, and yes, I I know, he was actually even better in the San Diego Comic-Con with that smile they gave him, and the collector, and the story that went behind that, that they actually had to go to Benicio because he never signed off on the likeness rights and got Benicio to sign off so they could do those figures, I mean, that's a great pack too, but yes, I... I'm with you. I'm a huge Korg fan. And I'm just happy they have the figure now. They got the buck. They've got a lot of the parts. Because it makes it more likely that you might in the future see Hawaiian shirt Korg. Maybe around the time that we get Thor, God of Love, or whatever that fourth one is. (laughs) Love of Thunder. Thunder Love. Thunder Muscle. Whatever. Thor, for the (laughs) love of God! (laughs) (laughs) So... That is it for our year in review. I mean, the, here's here's the summation of the year in review. What an awesome flipping year to be a Marvel Legends collector. According to Preternia.com, they counted 141 Marvel Legends figures released in 2019 wow. alone. Wow. And that's not even counting the alternate head, alternate character type
3: stuff. Right, where you can make a, a new figure out of, you know, different versions or whatever. But like... I feel like just going through this, we've discovered, like, how well-rounded the selections Hasbro has put out. You know, it's a good mix of MCU. It's a good mix of comic. It's a good mix of different versions of comics. Like, we were just talking about X-Men was really well-represented this year. Deadpool was pretty well-represented. Hulk was represented. I was
2: surprised none of us picked that Deadpool Hitmonkey pack as (laughs) favorite (laughs) multi-pack.
3: It was a great pack. It really was. But, I mean... It just, it felt like a really well-rounded year, you know? And I I hope they continue to to make choices like this going forward. And I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. I mean, they've done a great job with the line for the last, you know, 8, 10 years. And it's been great so far. So here's looking forward to a great 2020. Absolutely. And two waves are already out for 2020. I've
2: got already the Fantastic Four wave and the Spider-Man wave is hitting. So that will be our next show before Toy Fair. Toy Fair is actually a little late this year. It is not President's Day weekend. It is the weekend after President's Day weekend.
1: Which means I do not get Valentine's Day in New
2: York. But it means Justin doesn't have to tell his wife, hey, I got to be home early on Valentine's Day to record.
3: (laughs) They're going to New York and you're going to the basement. Very romantic. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you can come to new york with us justin
3: yeah might have to
2: that's even better honey i'm leaving town <laughs> for valentine's day <laughs> but it's not a valentine's day this year so that will be our next episode we're gonna be cracking open and reviewing all seven fantastic four figures
3: nice so all that and more on the next marvelicious toys
0: for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Associate produced by Jason Latham. Video editing by Andrew and Daryl. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media Production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vendanza Media Incorporated.
3: Because I understand having to hide the hammer in the packaging, you know, because it was a spoiler... If you hadn't seen the movie, that Cap could hold Molnir and stuff like that. Hold meow, meow? <laughs> Mew Mew? <laughs> Mew. sounded like
2: you were just trying to mumble your way through that. Hey, the, <laughs> this, this isn't Super Troopers.
3: Okay, hang on, hang on. If, I understand that you know, they had to hide the fact that Cap could hold near Is that better? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It was just reminding <laughs> me of Cat Denning
3: and Thor One. Mew meow? Mew? Mew <laughs> Mew? <laughs>
1: we are having a blast going to all the different targets or er, we're having a blast going to all the different Walmart. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> we're having a blast going to all the different Walgreens. And you've got Spider-Man and his little blazer from the academia, from it, from the academic. Ah, why can't I say that from
2: Thunder muscle, by the way, is a reference for all of you, increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret fans
1: (laughs) all six people besides us that watch that show
3: (laughs) if you're David Cross fan you gotta watch it
1: (laughs) oh you've watched it oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay. Wow. That, okay, so now there's seven people. I,
3: I like those British shows where it's like they know how long it's going to go. They don't try to like squeeze out more seasons because it was popular.
2: Yeah. Oh, season three was a debacle,
3: though. Season three was a mess. That's
2: because that came later.
3: It's because they only had two seasons worth of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and then they squeezed out the third, like you just said they don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> and
2: that third one they squeezed out? Quite a turd. Yeah. <laughs>